Explain that to me. Tell me why you'd be depressed if you were perfectly healthy but had to go through life without balls. Well, I was talking to Aiden. Well, maybe it's bullshit, but I might feel like less of a man or something. A couple of hanging glands has nothing to do with making somebody a man. She's right. I once went out with this guy, the biggest balls I've ever seen. Complete pussy. How big? Huge. I could barely fit one in my mouth. Welcome to my world. The irony is that I don't think women care that much about balls. I know I don't. Do you, Carrie? Welcome back to the Miranda's podcast, gang. It's uh, daylight savings. How you feel about that? I know. Did did I? Did you have like the panic today where you looked at the time? Well, actually, the sweet relief of looking at the time and realizing you had more of it. Well, it was panic because I don't like undersleeping, and I was like, I saw the alarm at seven a.m. It's it, God, the brain and the psychology of of how you can rationalize things is is amazing. Like I saw in the oven that it was 7 a.m. when I was going to the bathroom and I was like upset because I was like, you didn't sleep in, which means you didn't get enough sleep, <laughs> which means, oh, no wonder. Yeah, I ha- you kind of do feel like shit, right? And then I realized, oh my God, I had like nine hours of sleep. Yes. And then I was like, yeah, I feel amazing. <laughs> God, to be 32. Yeah. <laughs> to be 33. <laughs> to, be, to be 32. It's like, my God, to be alive. Um, but, then relief, but yeah, yeah, so guys, not only, so not only is it daylight savings time today, but we are back recording yeah. and we are back with such a good episode. Really this good. is season four, episode 10, Bells of the Ball. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> The ultimate carry tracker episode of the entire series. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. For about another 10 minutes. If you were not yelling, if you do not, if you watch this and you are not yelling at your screen or, or talking to yourself or the person next to you, complaining and commenting on Carrie's behavior. I don't know. You're not or you're not watching this correctly. or doing this the whole time. Then you are a Carrie. (laughs) Yeah, then you are the problem. No, um, Dakota and I were watching this and he the whole time was making comments just floored by Carrie's behavior. So floored. I um, I was thinking we could shake it up a little bit. Talk to me. We always go with the plot first. Mm. I kind of want like just a straight up cold read how cold read what is the thing that stood out for you the most about this episode and then we can go into the plot i i, I don't for the gut instinct balls i don't know i mean there's a lot of discussion about balls and like gender and masculinity mm-hmm. and there's so much to kind of like tear into mm-hmm. um and then, so that's like kind of gut instinct. And then the second thing is just the repulsive, unacceptable behavior from Carrie in this episode. Yeah, oh, and I mean, I mean, that's a given. I think my kind of gut reaction, like my the thing that really stood out to me was Miranda's kind of antagonism towards Steve getting like a synthetic faux ball. 
Interesting. Okay. Do you want to get it? Let's go and get into that one. Let's talk about balls. Let's do first. it. Well, I think we should do a little summary of the plot and then we'll get into there. Get, let's get into the. I really get, shook it up deep. today, okay. didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're bad. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, the girls in this episode are all dealing with masculinity in like different ways. Yeah. So, we have Charlotte's episode who wants Trey to get his sperm tested. Mm. He's super insecure about this. Um, he ends up getting his sperm tested as he um, uh, and he realizes like he's not the problem. His sperm is fine. Um, uh, Miranda in this episode helps Steve through his kind of like bodily self-acceptance and some of his like dysmorphic feelings post-testicular um, cancer and ball re- testicle removal. And he wants to get a, te- um, a an implant, mm. a testicle implant. And then Miranda kind of sways him the other way. Um, and to, to ha- kind of help him feel like sexy and loved just as he mm. is. Um, Samantha in this episode meets Richard Wright. Oh and I gosh. cannot believe he is like in the picture now because as we all know, Samantha and him have quite the the love story. Um, Samantha confronts this man who uh, she wants to work for him and do PR for his hotel. He doesn't want to hire her for a variety of reasons. She's a woman, yada, yada. She slept with his architect and he kind of, she has this confrontation with him. She ends up getting the job um, and really stands up for herself. And it's, it's, it's a great scene. And then Carrie in this episode, my God, goes. She's continuing to have a relationship with Mr. Big, this like, friendly, supportive Ugh. phone friendship. And she ends up inviting Big up to Aiden's like sanctuary, mm-hmm. his cabin. And Big and Aiden kind of finally have it out and come to some sort of like man-to-man understanding, which is psychotic. Mm. I don't fully understand it. Um, And yeah, so it has to do with a lot of like men in this Mm. episode and like women's relationship to men and men's feelings. Watch it, man. That was a little hard. That wasn't that hard. Interesting. So I wanted to do, before we get into the balls, I wanted to, well, the balls is the whole episode. <laughs> the balls, it's everything. Is I want to do a quick kill, fuck, marry, friend. Love it. Let's go. Actually, I'm going to add in a fourth one. Therapy. Kill, fuck, marry, friend, therapy. Where the last one is your, you have to be that person's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly, that's incredible. Okay. That's like five. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me get let me throw them off. So we've got Trey. Trey. Big. Big. Steve. Aiden. Richard Wright. Oh my <laughs> God. So I gotta remember all these. So we've got the kill, fuck, fuck marry, friend. Friend therapize. Okay. <laughs> I want to friend Steve. Oh, cute. I want to marry Aiden. Me too. Check. I want to kill Trey. Check. I want to fuck Richard. Okay. Therapize big. But I, I, I could switch the kill fucking therapy. But the marry and friend I'm pretty strict on. Yeah, I'm strict on those. I 
Richard grosses me out so much. So I think I would have to therapize him. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm going to th- I'm going to therapize Trey. Yeah, damn it. I knew it. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to kill Richard and fuck big. <laughs> OK, because I don't want to therapize Richard. <laughs> I want to, like, help Trey. OK, especially in this episode. <laughs> Gilly, you're absolutely right. I do think Trey is the 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 the, the man in most need in need of and would benefit the most from therapy. He would, and I think that he would actively listen too. I think, you know, especially okay, we're kind of jumping in, but let's do it. Like he is in medicine. Trey is a doctor, and he was so against Charlotte's idea about him getting his sperm tested. And I don't think that's like a, a bad writing uh, for his character. I think I'm sure that even doctors who are men's probably would take that personally. Oh, yeah. I think any man would take that personally. Oh, my, oh, my sperm. Well, maybe uh, you're the problem. Yeah, you know? they did. They had this like amazing moment of kind of like this. Well, first off. The first offense is they're eating Chinese takeout in a dining room table. That's wrong. Yeah. First stop. Mushu okay? for my mushu. Yeah, that was just wrong. Chinese takeout is at the sofa only. But they, you know, Charlotte kind of brings this up and is like, well, maybe you should get your sperm tested. He's incredibly defensive and his reaction is to feel angry, to get defensive and to walk out and leave the conversation. Yes. And Ugh. you realize you're right. It's not just a medical thing. This is an emotional thing. This is then tapping into that level of masculinity. Like he, we all know that he has had some like dick trouble and he's had a hard time getting it up. He's had a hard time getting it in. Erectile dysfunction. Right? Like he has had dick a lot of challenges. And so now he's like, oh my God, like, you know, there's another thing that could go wrong. Like, I don't think he can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy I, is PTSD from from having to deal with all this stuff. I know, but the thing is, it that's funny is that he is the nicest person who could handle the situation. You know, Charlotte yeah. is the nicest, kindest person, so supportive to bring up these issues. Imagine if he was married to someone else who's like, maybe your fucking limp, shriveled <laughs> dick is killing our potential to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like he's with an extremely sweet, patient woman. I think even Dakota yeah. said like, like Charlotte's like too good for him, you know, like the, yeah. he's not deserving of this like wonderful woman. Um, but I like how in the end, you know, when he actually yeah. goes to the the place to get uh-huh. his sperm tested, she brings jug. She's so excited about it. <laughs> and, and then he's, you know, he's vulnerable and he expresses like, mm-hmm. I'm worried, like if I am the problem, um, and he's so, like, I don't want to know. It's I don't like, want. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think that's a pretty human experience to sometimes like, I don't want to know. I want to avoid this. I'd rather not confront this. Um, and it's I think the topic of fertility is super interesting. Mm. And I think if this show was on now, they would probably go mm-hmm. more into it. Um, and I mm-hmm. think male fertility, I think a lot of the times it is mm-hmm. kind of talked about that it is the woman's problem. Mm-hmm. But male fertility is in a decline. Well, they they have said in the past, what was it, the past like, I mean, your family would know because they're in medicine. The past five years, they like found new research that was showing that men can't have children too late either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I guess what I find 
It's so funny. We are on the exact same wavelength because watching this, I was like, oh man, Sarah and I should have had like someone who's like in the fertility world or someone who's going through fertility, like be on this podcast. You know because- what? Future episode. Cause, we, cause Charlotte is like in almost, she hasn't even started like the, the real intense fertility. So let's get yeah. somebody on. Well, okay. So if you want to come on, if you've had experience doing fertility or, or just have any experience or opinions whatsoever, you are more than welcome to come on or you can like DM us. Stop. Seriously. No, 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 no. I I was getting this thought. Like we have like a really like pro life person. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You're like anybody, please with an opinion. I'm sorry. Keep going. Through the process. But or or if you have like experiences that you would love to share with us anonymously, for example, you can email us at the Mirandaspot at gmail.com. Like I would love to get this ball rolling. Not not just for like us, but I think like in general, like I think most of our listeners are are women. And I think that this is something we all talk about or have a question mark about or say like, oh man, I should have frozen my eggs or like, have you like frozen your eggs and Mm-hmm. I've had a friend who's frozen her eggs and um it was a whole process but what I want what I was going to ask and this is purely opinion because we don't have any research to sustain the conversation but do you think that the stress of Char- that Charlotte and Trey have like added to the situation has made it difficult for them to conceive I mean I'm sure there's a mul- a, like a multitude of factors. I'm sure stress, stress never helps. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's not the reason, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming like, like I think about like my pelvic floor therapy, like she was basically yeah. assigning me yoga stretches. Cause she's like, yeah, you're yeah, stressed yeah. Out. like your pelvic floor is like mm-hmm. having dysfunction because of like a lot of it's like stress. Like my, my, my scalp condition is stress related. Like stress mm-hmm. is related to so many things. This is the cause of it. No, but is it exacerbating mm-hmm. some things. Sure. So I think mm-hmm. for people going through fertility treatments, learning how to manage stress so your body is in a state of flight or fight, you don't have like spikes of cortisol, I'm assuming that plays a huge part in it. Right, right. And I also like, you've heard that thing about adoption, like when people have decided, you know, I mean, there are many people who decided like they couldn't conceive and so they decided to adopt and then they're all like going through that process and it like alleviates weight have you heard of this phenomenon and then people get pregnant i've definitely heard of it that like there was um two uh, girls at my high school who were like kind of twins but not yeah one of them was the donor baby the surrogate and then one of them was the baby that the mom got pregnant with while she was having the surrogate child (laughs) whoa yeah they and they didn't look alike and they were twins and well twins right like they were how were they were they Oh, so okay, one so was the biological child. split from the same egg. No, w- one was the biological so child and one was like a surrogate child. Um, and so they're like Irish twins or whatever. Yes. So again, like it's almost like that, that dating advice, like it happens when you're not trying. And I'm sure that's so <laughs> yeah, frustrating for people who are like going through fertility treatments yeah. and like the stress yeah. of miscarriages or whatever not getting pregnant yeah for, for somebody to be like it will happen if you just don't try you know relax and it's like yeah aye, aye, aye. um <laughs> but yeah this um you know this episode is kind of dealing with a lot of 
um, kind of male. My God, we should have had a male fucking guest on here. God damn it. This is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> I know, I you know. You know, because we're talking we, about yeah. um, male infertility. Then we're also looking at testicular cancer and the impact on like how dis- a dysmorphic it would feel to have one testicle and yeah. how maybe it's really important to men, but women don't really care about balls. Prosthesis approximates the weight, shape, and feel of a normal testicle. Squeeze it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I dropped the ball. <laughs> now it comes in four sizes, extra small, small, medium, and large. Well, I, I'd be a, geez, um, Miranda, what, what would I be? So I know we were kind of talking about the Miranda Steve thing. I have a question. Yeah. Do, do you think from the women, you know, Okay. Do they love balls or do they have no opinion? The bigger um, the better? <laughs> no. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to say this. The women from the women I know in the environment and kind of culture that I environment that I'm in. Do not give a fuck about balls except when they're like marbles like <laughs> or like freakish as we're not body shaming we are not body shaming um, <laughs> yes we are okay we are size. and we don't want to but we are expressing an opinion and please don't cancel us like um, when, if they're any smaller than one of those lint chocolate balls then i'm like a little bit <laughs> Okay, Gilly. Gilly. <laughs> I mean, like, have you ever seen a baby? Like, that's that's basically like baby balls. Like, of course that'd be off-putting on a grown man. <laughs> and can, can I please answer your question? Yes. No, I've never seen baby balls in my life. <laughs> well, I'm a nephew, so you know it happens. But that's so funny no so basically you're saying no okay (laughs) women only care if a grown man has the size of testicles of a six-month-old that is a problem (laughs) okay would you rather have no balls or like marble balls i say none none yeah kind of in the way anyway to be honest and And sometimes if you accidentally graze them, you know, they they wince like it's like a freaking putting lemon juice on like a fish, a live fish. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it, is, it is an like, offense. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh, sorry. Pardon me. I'm sorry. You don't like that. I'm sorry. I didn't, sorry. I didn't mean, mean to. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. No, you're right. And I think. You know, balls are super are, are super interesting. Honestly, it's kind of one of those things like um, like have you ever like what about walk- teabagging? What do I think about teabagging? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think have you ever done it? First off, no, have I ever have I done it? No. Have I had it done to me? <laughs> I, I honestly don't even think so. And wait, how do you get teabagging done to you? Gilly, uh, do you know what tea? Gilly, think about it. Think of tea, and then think about the tea bag going in and out. 
Teabagging is usually what like men would do to another man as like a prank and basically just like taking their ball sack and putting it in someone's mouth or putting it on their face or something. Yeah. Do you have a ball sack? No. So, of course, I can't be I can't teabag. But could somebody do that to me? And no, I don't do that. And that's <laughs> I, I think it's something I, I honestly I don't even know if people do that. I don't even know if well, gay men is, do that. I don't think anyone does it. Right. I think it's a prank. I think it's like a thing that doesn't have like. I feel like well, they put it on the gram. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of gram backup questions, and they're all so dirty and foul. I know we need to have like an X-rated one where it's be like, um, have, have you teabagged? Have you been a consensual recipient of a teabagging uh, <laughs> uh, experiment or, or moment? Um, Gilly, I, I don't know the answer to that one, and. What was I, the other question we wanted? It was like, was it? And I'm not asking size? it. And I'm just not. Gonna... <laughs> oh, the orgasm one. Checking in, everyone. <laughs> you checking in, guys. Just checking in again. Um, do you orgasm through sex? And have you been teabagged? Okay. Just... <laughs> or do you do that if you are a gentleman? Uh, basically, my brother-in-law and my brother who look at it. So, yeah. Um, no, it's but just, I, everyone just like hearts the <laughs> just like Ugh, no God, answers. Weird. Um, no, but I, I think the, the the you know have sometimes on my block I'll like be walking and it's like a, a house will just come out of nowhere and I've never noticed that house before. So it will oh, yeah. sometimes have that <laughs> mystical quality in which you're like I didn't even know you were there. And sometimes it's just yeah. they kind of fade. They're not the main player. And they're not. I think some guys it they should they they want them to be like a, a, a oh. you know a starring act, and some guys don't want it at all. And yeah, yeah, you know that's what I found. So I think the for for <laughs> Steve in this thing, like he mm. felt really emasculated by it, and and the scene yeah. in which he said, you know, who wants to fuck the uni uniball bartender? Like I've definitely yeah. had some like thoughts like that in which you feel <laughs> not about <laughs> intrusive thoughts <laughs> it's just such an intrusive thought <laughs> Gilly stop I'm just... <laughs> no you're right no I've had thoughts where I'm just like you know, <laughs> I'm sure we all had like terrible thoughts about ourselves and I, feel, I felt really bad for Steve that he had this and like I'm sure there are people like who like women when they have breast cancer feel like really fucking like, yeah, like, em- like unfinished or feeling like they've lost a part of themselves. So it's interesting that, you know, I, I love that Miranda slept with him. Yeah. Realize like what this union re- results in this kind of. Like, yeah. What did they call it again? A guilty fuck or a, a, a pity fuck? A, a mercy fuck or a pity mercy fuck. fuck pity yeah. Fuck. Um, again, it it really reframes the Miranda Steve relationship for you. It does. It does. But the thing is, here's the thing. I'm going to answer this question again. I don't want to fuck a ball bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, Gilly, do you think well, you okay, notice? No, okay. Do you think you would notice if he had one big ball? Yes, I would. Interesting, misperception. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Here's the thing. If I really liked the guy, obviously wouldn't give a fuck. But if I think if it was like a random hookup, it would catch me off guard and like it would give me pause. <laughs> it would give me tremendous pause. <laughs> 
But, and this is what I want to bring up from earlier, my gut reaction, what stood out for me in this episode, when Steve was like, I talked to a specialist, I'm thinking of getting an implant or whatever, however you describe it. And she was like, no. And I was like, why do you have such a freaking negative reaction? Like, hear him out. Yeah. And two, his, his body is choice. Dare I say? Absolutely. I mean, I always like to. Turn She's like, around. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I think the equivalent is like when maybe when women have breast cancer and they get implants, or then they get like the the nipples tattooed on. Like, yeah. It's not really for. It's for them to feel more in their body. And <laughs> Sorry, to, what? Yeah. So um, um, a lot of people when they have breast they cancer, get them tattooed they, on. So if you lost your nipple, if your nipple was taken out for to, yeah. for the mastectomy, mastectomy, oh. um, you could then get um, a really realistic nipple tattooed on with like the shading, so it kind of looks um, dimensional. Wow, and no, it's, it's not there for stimulation or pleasure, but it's it's to make you feel more affirmed in your body. And yeah, um, and just because I'm sure it's really startling to look in the mirror and not see a nipple. I'm sure it's startling to look in the mirror and see one ball and feel, mm. as he said, lopsided. So you're right. I think Miranda was super unfair to Steve. And and it yeah. was coming from a good place of like wanting mm-hmm. to push for self-acceptance. But I, I don't love how she handled this. Um, yeah. But she's also been somebody historically has had to be tough with him. And that's yeah. kind of ended up helping him. Yeah. And and. And did he challenge her at all? I can't remember if he challenged her and said something like, well, women do stuff like that. Did he say something like that? No, I, don't I actually know don't did. know. I don't think so. I don't know if he I think he's because I think he's pretty down as luck. I, I personally feel that women do things all the time to their appearances. And I don't like hearing that. It's the same thing with hair plugs, if we're going to go there, which have now been called hair implants because it's like less of a kind of gimmicky word. But like, I mean, I know a guy who's gotten them and I had no idea. They looked, it just looked like hair. I think that men should not feel like they're vain if they want to do it. Well, it really, if you look at it, what it is, is that it's kind of like, oh, you're a man who cares about your appearance. How effeminate are you? That's so mm, feminine. It really is just demon, uh, demonizing feminine qualities about caring yeah, about exactly. your appearance. And it ends up just being yeah. like a misogynistic way of, of like, and men suffer from misogyny too. Yeah. And yeah. the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is like, I grew up with a brother and I remember this. Mm-hmm. Nick will be fine with me saying mm-hmm. this, but you know, mm-hmm. we Nick and I both had acne. Guess what? I had mm-hmm. options to cover it. And I remember my mm-hmm. mom, they used to sell like this, I think it was mm-hmm. like a Cetaphil something. And it was like a tinted mm-hmm. acne thing. And I remember mm-hmm. my brother got it and put it on and it made him feel yeah. better. And I was like, yeah. okay, like, no, he's yeah. not makeup to school, but like it's a tinted acne thing that like makes him feel better. Men yeah. feel bodily insecurities just yeah. like women do. But women yeah. are have more spaces to talk about it. It's more acceptable mm-hmm. to talk about it. And women are marketed so much shit that it's almost yes. like we feel almost entitled to have these insecurities because we have a whole fucking industry that is like capitalizing on these um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's, I, I felt for Steve in this episode. I like how it ended with him, like, you know, getting laid. Um, yeah. And I have a business idea, by the way. Talk to me. What is it? Makeup for men. If, if any of our viewers take my idea, I will call the police. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I want to invent a BB cream or a CC cream for men. 
I think that exists. No, it does. It probably does. So, and for of, people who don't know what those are, yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a blur kind of blemish filter that kind of just evens your tone. It's not foundation. It's right. Oh, interesting. There's fourmenmakeup.com. Yeah, they're not going to. No, no man's going to get that stuff. It's our marketing genius would would make millions. Which this is is interesting. I mean, at large. So there's a wow. Nope. Seven best tint. There's a lot of like tinted moisturizers that are out there. I still think that the, the market is not saturated yet. Gilly, you still have time. Yeah. Okay. Get in there, girl. Get in there. Maybe, maybe if we sell it in the shape of like a gun or like a knife, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Oh, whiskey. Anyway, let, yeah. As I digress. All right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I I, take my idea. Okay. um, We've got to just get into, do you want to just quickly touch on Sam and Richard Wright? And I just want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Have you ever cried at work? Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah, you have too. Yeah, I, I'm and in be front of people. Emotional is just code for I don't want to hire a woman. Exactly, they're that way at my firm too. They think you're going to cry over a legal brief. Well, have you ever cried over a brief? Certainly, but only in the privacy of my own office. I cried once at the gallery, once in ten years, and from that day on, it was careful. Don't make Charlotte cry. I have never cried at work. I fake cried to my editor when I missed the deadline. I told him I was having a bad time at home, but really, I was having a good time in the Hamptons. <laughs> well, that makes the rest of us look bad. Oh, boo-hoo, it was 80 degrees and sunny. The follow-up question I would have is, if you answered yes to this question, are you in a male-dominated team or a female-dominated team? Because I've always been in, on a female-dominated team. And Me so too. people cry. We cry when a good thing happens, too, at work. I my like, my my boss at work is this young guy. He's he's great. But the other day a teacher came in. But like it's all women where I work. Like it is yeah, a yeah. woman <laughs> dominated like yeah. site. And this woman, one of the teacher came in and she was like crying. And like Allie was like, my, I'm sorry, not, my, my unit coordinator was trying to help her. And then my boss was like, don't worry. I cry all the time about work. And he was like, this is what I think he, I don't think he actually cries, but I think he was like trying to bond with women about crying. Yeah, that's really sweet. Um, But okay. Anyway. um, So yeah, Richard and Samantha. Yeah. We're going to talk about them later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in later episodes. We will, but I, I think that I, I have a few Samantha Zingers. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. But the main one that I want to share is, you know, Samantha finds out through the grapevine about this, like, new PR job at his hotel. I don't really understand what it is, but it's a potential for him to be her client. And he, like, won't let her have the job. They go through two meetings, and he basically... I can't. The first meeting, he says, like, essentially that women are too emotional. That's the subtext. And a man would feel more comfortable if you had a male partner to deal with. I appreciate your offer, but I don't need a partner. Read between the lines, Ms. Jones. I deal with a lot of business men. What are you saying? That business men would be more comfortable dealing with a woman if she were working next to a man? You have a lot to offer. You might want to consider working with a partner who isn't so emotional. And then the second one was that he basically said, you're a slut 
because you slept with my architect and like I don't want to be like associated with that. And she's like, why does my personal life affect your business? And he's like, actually, the question is, why does your personal life affect your business? Mm. And she goes, this is the Samantha Singer. She goes, you know what? If I was a guy, you would have shaken my hand, bought me a scotch and given me a key to an office. It's amazing. A man with innovative vision can be so, so short-sighted. And um, Miss Jones, come back. And she's like, Miss Jones. And Carrie's like, he told her he admired her balls, of course. Dun, dun, dun. Of course. That that pun was like everywhere in the episode. Um, But I think Samantha's absolutely true. I mean, absolutely mm-hmm. right. Especially for that time. Yeah. It's more of w- within the lingo now of, of talking about kind of like how men and women are well, here's the deal. differently. You can't yeah. even have that conversation now without like an HR representative present. Like mm-hmm. the conversation about sex in the workplace, like between yeah. males, um, a superior and a female, like it has changed probably a lot. I mean, I don't know about male dominated industries. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's a lots of shit that's still happening mm-hmm. um, that goes undisclosed and like uncorrected. Um, mm-hmm. But again, this, this, this convert this show in the age of like me too would be very different of how it would be very very different and also um uh while we're still on samantha zingers i love that the episode starts with them playing pool yes and and steve like you know has one less ball and Samantha's just repeating over and over again, just one ball left. I know. First off, just one little ball. <laughs> it was I, just the fact that the girls were out with Aiden and Steve playing pool felt like a very realistic New York yes. kind of depiction. Maybe not yes. playing pool, but like hanging out with like friends and couples and just like yes. doing an activity yes. and not just like Love sitting that. and having bougie cocktails. I like that the show did this. It was a great opening. Me scene. too. Um, Me too. Okay, Gilly, <laughs> we need to get into it. Okay, so I'm just going to give, kind of bring people up to speed. Last yes. week, Carrie visited, um, last episode, Carrie visited Aiden's little home away from home, his oasis. He's made this um, cabin outside of New York. In this episode, Carrie, Big keeps Big keeps calling Carrie about Willow, the famous actress who he's dating, who he's mm-hmm. now having problems with. The line mm-hmm. he keeps repeating is, she can get mm-hmm. in contact with me. I could never reach her. He repeats this throughout the episode. He's really <laughs> distraught. He's feeling upset. Mm-hmm. He calls and turns to Carrie because Carrie's a basically a reliable source of support. Mm-hmm. The, when Aiden and Carrie are in the bathroom at the beginning of this episode, that's when Big first calls. And she takes the call outside of the bathroom. Carrie mm-hmm. tracker uh-huh. number one. Yep. The fact that she yes, would indeed. even entertain speaking mm-hmm. too big in the apartment. It's or just so in sick. general. Just in general. And then Aiden picked up the phone mm-hmm. and she went to the bathroom with it. Aiden picked up the phone to Big and Carrie took the phone and went to the bathroom. Like, do went you to not closet. see? Yep. And went to the closet. Closet, which is even worse. Carrie, do you not see how fucked up that is? Yeah. And he calls around. He's like, why did you do that? Like, you know, and she's like, I don't want you to feel threatened. He's like, oh, threatened. And this is kind of where I actually loved Mm. Aiden. And Aiden gets really Mm -hmm. great in these next couple episodes. He becomes Mm -hmm. maybe John John Corbett becomes super animated and kind of fun. And 
And he's like, I, I, I could take him. He's Batman, but I'm Green Hornet and Kato. And like, yeah. he does this whole thing. And, and you Pete's Kato. Yeah. Pete, Pete's Kato. <laughs> and you see Aiden is such a good guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a jerk to her, but you can mm-hmm. see how hurt he is. So hurt. I know. I, I, it, I, it kills me personally. I just think it's, it, it just feels so unfair. Like, realistically speaking, this is so fucked up. I know it's a TV show, but like, like, I can't even, she's walking all over him. So basically, she somehow invites him up big to freaking suffer. And Aiden's like, I don't want him in my house. And this is where Aiden, I wish Aiden had a little bit more backbone because he should set the house rules. Like, no, yeah, he he should not be there. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that she invited him up is absolutely crazy. Aiden is really upset. He's visibly distressed about this situation and carries I couldn't help but wonder but I couldn't help but wonder is all about big <laughs> and it's all about big and how she can't you know she's so curious about him being so emotional and harping on this willow actress and she goes I couldn't help but wonder in view of current current circumstances are men just women with balls which is the stupidest question ever. Like, it, it's not even a question. Yeah. And she she literally can only consider big. She literally, her material for her column is big. Yeah. When it really should be. Um, yeah, no, you should be f- not focusing on Big's jealousy, but maybe focusing on your partner Aiden's jealousy right now, or whatever the word is, distress, emotions. Yeah. Like, yeah. and what the fuck? I'm sure that there's a part of Aiden that wants to say, oh, you care so much about him being hurt. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you care that much about me being uncomfortable mm-hmm. or hurt? And mm-hmm. This, I mean, Carrie and Big so just deserve each other. Aiden is mm-hmm. too good for Carrie. He's too kind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aiden Big ends up, you know, going up to the house. He ends up drinking a lot. He ends up having to stay mm-hmm. over. He sleeps on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they wake up the next morning. Aiden's obviously frustrated and kind of has mm-hmm. repressed some of this anger because he wants to be a good person. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, banging the basketball on the on the the side of the house, which I yep. love. And then and then and then yep. again, Carrie has the audacity to to ask Big to be like, go out there and be friends. Like he's a guy, you're a guy. There's a ball, figure it out. Like, like what? you're putting Aiden in such a terrible position. I know, I know, and it's. Um, yeah, and they end up, you know, throwing the basketball and then, you you know, Aiden chucks it at Big and Big is like, has the fucking, even Big has the audacity to be like, oh, that was like a tough throw. A little like, hard, man. <laughs> yeah, Big, I'm giving Big a carry tracker, Biggie tracker, whatever, which is that he's going up to Aiden's house and is calling him out on being like, Moody, like having attitude with it. Of course he fucking does. Yeah. And then 
how does it how does the episode end? I can't remember. Sorry, I do this, remember. This, but. <laughs> this leads to them with some old fashioned like man on man fighting and mud wrestling. <laughs> and, you know, they're wrestling in the mud. It's awesome. Uh, Pete, you know, bites it's awesome. Biggs. It's it's awesome. All right, guys. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's a mud bowl. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, um, and then they end up kind of coming to an understanding then the next scene they're showered they're sitting there at breakfast and Aiden is listening and he's offering Mm -hmm. like an empathetic ear to big and and so I I think this does put um big and Aiden there's some like peace to the situation but I I mean I just kind of like there's like a giant elephant in the room is like this is the man who had an affair with your girlfriend you do not need to be friends with him and Carrie to even ask that this and that recently Aiden. too, like in a year past year, it makes no sense. Yeah, this isn't like a, a friend of hers who she like kissed once. They had an affair, and it's just yeah. This is I had also a really, I yeah. I also feel like Carrie didn't like the idea of Aiden and Big getting along. Yeah, there was I wrote down in my notes. I was like, is Carrie intentionally stirring the pot? Is it subconsciously? Is it consciously like what is going on? Does she just like the high drama? I think it's something else. What is it? I think <laughs> I let me throw some knowledge onto you. No. <laughs> what I think is that Carrie feels when she starts seeing them getting along and being kind of hunky dory with each other, I think she feels threatened by that. And I think it's because she's further friend zoned by Big. Mm. Because now Big respects Aiden, and that means that he might not like make a pass on her again. That's a good theory. I don't know. Or that like Aiden helped, you know, Big feel like better about the Willow situation. So now Willow's looking a lot better. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. These are all very good theories. All I know <laughs> is that it's this in reality, this would never happen unless you are like co-parenting children and you have to get along. I don't know anybody who had cheated on their boyfriend. Yeah. Maintained friends with the ex and they all they all are like hanging out at, at a cabin yep. eating eggs and toast. Um, yeah, I, I do think this is, I don't, I'm trying to think of the future seasons that are coming up. This might be the climax of Carrie Tracker. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think, I think it is. Yeah. Ooh, that would be another great poll. Yeah. Ultimate Carrie Trackers. I think when we finish the series, we yes. can do a vote. Yes. On which was the worst Carrie moment. Yeah. There's This a podcast should be called the Carrie Tracker. It really should be. It really Maybe should be. Maybe we'll have a rebrand. Guys, we're rebranding, all right? We're um, rebranding. But, okay, so a- anyway, um, one of, some of just kind of, one of my Miranda-isms, actually, mm. I don't know what, I, I don't know what this actually is under, but it's kind of like an ancient scroll too. It's weird. Yeah. So they're, the girls are like having a discussion. I think they're talking about like the green hornet, something, whatever. And Miranda says, men, wait, let me rephrase that. Some men. Some men. And Carrie says, good move, counselor. That will look much better on the court transcripts of this dinner. And I thought it was like such a great line, but it's actually super common now for people to have conversations yeah. and always be like, I, I'm sorry. 
some people, Sarah not took all the words out of white people, not all women. Um, you took the so words I, out of my mouth. I feel like I say that all the time now. Men, well, uh, uh, some men, not right, all but, men, some men. Yeah. So I yeah. thought that was kind of um, uh, for Carrie to call her out and be like, oh, good move, counselor. I thought that was like a funny scene that made me laugh. Um, oh, another innocent Charlotte was her bringing jugs and being so excited by jugs. I know. That is really cute. I just want I a nice, sweet, handsome, funny, great guy who doesn't say things like sweet lips. Is that too much to ask? Um, um, so for fashion. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Yeah. One. Well, I have two call outs. My call outs are I loved uh so Miranda's like charcoal kind of textural looking halter dress. Yes, that was mine. And then I love Charlotte's wavy hair when she brought the Jugs magazine. Gilly, those were both mine. I loved her Great. natural air-dried waves and I loved yeah. Miranda's gray halter dress. Those both stood out to me. Um and I also liked I really liked seeing Carrie and Aiden in their whitey tighties. I thought it was cute. Cute. Well, yeah. um, going forward, guys, if you we have we're about to rate to give our Manola Blahnik rating. But I thought, you know, just to change it up for people who've watched ahead. If you want to DM us your rating for episode 11, when we uh, record episode 11, we will uh, share some ratings. and You can give us your reasons. Um, anyway, my uh, what's your Manola Blahnik rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Um, I am giving this a 4.5. Well, okay. <laughs> That's insanely I was like, high. I'm, I'm giving That's this insanely a 4. High. I'm giving this a 4.5. Yeah, I really like this episode and I'm, I'm going to probably rate the next four episodes very high. I, I really I like this a 3. I gave this a 3.5, but I'm going to raise it to a 4. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's 4. Yep. <laughs> Jason, you got that? Jason, <laughs> write that down, buddy. We're, we're um, actually going to be having Jason and some other guests returning back onto the podcast. Uh, yeah, we have some returning guests. And then hopefully we'll, we'll be able to find somebody um, for the uh, some of the fertility stuff that's coming up because I think it's super timely and a conversation like, I mean, I don't know if you're on Instagram or TikTok, but my God, like. There's there's a lot of our for you page that's about infertility and stuff. It's a lot of like interesting fake news on those for you pages. Um, Yeah, right. Um, So next week we have our next episode is season four, episode eleven. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, and Mm -hmm. I'm totally forgetting about this episode. Except, oh wait, this is an interesting one, Gil. Mm. This is the um, pregnancy one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Here this, we here we go, fam. Here we go, guys. We are in it. This is now a big life moment for Miranda, and we are the Miranda. So this is going to be a good one. Well, thank you all for joining, and we can't wait to to, to meet up. To, I don't know. I don't know. Why I said meet up again. That felt weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just see you around. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye all right buy our little ball sacks <laughs> our little uniballs no buy our little bells of the balls bells of the balls